James, go. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, <laughs> you can always go. It's not what I expected, but downtown. Oh, uh, J- look, James I had 70. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the World Player DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, and we have a super six podcast for you tonight. We've got Adam Ryan. Hello. We've got James Wood. Hello. We've got Rhiannon Doom Cutie Austin. Hello. We've got Nathan Hennessy. Hello, game fans. And we've got Mark Isaacson. You nearly forgot, didn't you? No. Nope. You're like, shit, what's his name again? You do Look get a haircut. Hello. I'm here half, again. Half, half of your name's in my name, so I can never forget. Ah, uh, that's fair enough. I passed the audition last week, so they brought me back again. I'm so happy. Good to have you back. Good to be here. <laughs> Sad I missed last week a little bit. Or am no, I? you're not. Um, <laughs> <I'm> no. <laughs> you had a fantastic time. I had an amazing time. Um, it was very good. I got shirtless. It was it was great. Um, you got your I kid off, mate. I didn't see that. Adam and Adam and James and Ash got to experience. Witnessed it firsthand live in colour. Oh no. Absolutely. I'm surprised you can see now. Mm. Well played yeah. doesn't have an HR department, so <laughs> we just kinda had to cop it. <laughs> Plenty of neurofin was had. Yeah. How are we all? So, yeah, not bad. Oh, Ridgy Didge. Mm, that's uh <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so we had an interesting back, time. Zach. We had an interesting very, time very... in the green room. So forgive us. It was an interesting time, but no, good, yeah, good to be back. Excited for a big show, huge show, massive show, one of the biggest, some would say. Uh, so, who's got a game they want to talk about that they've played? Does anybody have anything that they've played that they want to talk about? Uh, so. <laughs> Zach, you weren't here last week, but last week I, I may have ripped a little on uh, a little Sonic game that I was <laughs> playing from my pledges. Um, mm. I've now finished Sonic Frontiers. Um, most of my words still stand. It is pretty awful in many, many places. But I will say I did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun with it. The, the few bosses towards the end definitely improved as time went on especially when you upgrade uh, Sonic's abilities, it makes it a little bit easier. So, And the storytelling was actually pretty sweet. It was a very nice little story to it. So I did actually enjoy it. So there you go. And I've, I've, I've wrapped up Sonic Frontiers, and now I'm on to uh, eventually trying to platinum Cult of the Lamb, which is something I didn't do last time. So I'm trying to wrap that up now. So there you go. Very Sonic nice. kiss is a any... human woman in this one? Or... Thank God, no. <laughs> no, that was not. Uh, is that... Some... No, sorry, go go. sorry. I thought you were finished. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that some of the some of the new music actually is pretty good too. Pretty banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know: is anybody almost close to waving the white flag on their pledges already? Months <laughs> ago. Uh, <laughs> I am going great, actually. 
I've, I've caught up a little I had, bit. Like, the so. thing is, like, I didn't do anything for a solid, like, six months or so. And then I got really sad. And <laughs> was like, well, now I have time to just Aww. sit around and play video games. Um, and honestly, it's worked out quite well for my productivity. I've been blasting through that list. Mm. Including... Resident Evil 6. Mm. Now, I've finished three of the four campaigns, uh, and I'm here to say, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, what? ironically, or pretty good, no, like... No, you're surprised. I think off. that, I think, it, <laughs> uh, holistically, <laughs> its storytelling ambitions suck a little bit, um, and I understand that it's not the direction I want for the franchise. The but I do for anyone, that, really, that bit, though. Well, exactly, one of them, yeah. Like. Leon's campaign is... It's decent. It's okay. Chris's is terrible. But Jake and uh, what's her name? Sherry Birkin, they are phenomenal together. A real nice enemies to lovers thing going on. The action's really good. You get a new nemesis, dude. I don't know. I, I was feeling it. I, I've i come away kind of <laughs> high on that game. You had me at do Sherry Birkin. <laughs> do you think you can enjoy that game more knowing that the series went on to get good again? Like, yes, because I feel like at the time when that came out, you see that and you're like, oh, the series is fucked <laughs> because you yeah. have the ability to look into the future and into the current mm-hmm. to see that it isn't fucked and it's OK. Maybe that's why yeah. you enjoy it more. Uh, yeah, that definitely helps. I also think it's just baseline a solid action game. Like the the mechanics that they developed aren't good for Resident Evil, but the ability, like it's very like in, you're in control of like an anime almost. There's a lot of flipping and rolling and ducking and weaving. And like, lots it's all exaggerated. Yes, lots of, just lots of big everything in that game actually. Um, but look, I think it's supremely silly, very dumb, very over-designed. It's a very overstuffed mechanical experience. Um, but the core is really solid and it just has good vibes. So I don't know. It, it's not going to win any awards in my mind, obviously. And I'm glad that this wasn't where we ended up with Resident Evil, but I don't think it deserves the, the kind of, the way people remember that game, the way I remembered that game was far worse than what it actually is. Mm. Fair enough. Gets the James Woods Decent Vibes Award. Exactly. That's a solid <laughs> That's seven, an award. Right? Yeah. It's a solid yeah. seven. Yeah. Nah. Anyway. Fuck <laughs> um, you. Moving on. Uh, though I will say, Leon's the start of Leon's campaign is actually pretty it, cool. And then it just kind in of... In college? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like in like the subway yeah. um, tunnels yeah. and whatnot. And then it just kind of just blows massive chunks. But um, Yeah, all, all the stuff in Hong Kong... Is it Hong Kong? Somewhere in China. Um, it gets very convoluted and weird and bad, but, you know. Hong mm. Kong. Somewhere in China. Oh. Yeah. It's you said that the weird. right time, eh? Look. <laughs> what about... Ada had her own campaign, yeah? Or did I... She does, yeah. So we're, we're doing that one probably tomorrow oh, night okay. is when we're finishing this up. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. And then Any on to the trophies. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, fuck off. It'll take your Resident Evil 6 and... Stick it in your tiny hole. Um, Good on you for sticking with your pledges, any... James. Nice to see yeah, the effort. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've got two more to go. This so is why we do what together. we do. These, <laughs> these <laughs> stories. Bloody Look, oath. I, I don't yeah. have a pledge, um, but if anyone needs any help with their pledges, even just like a cheerleader to say, hey, good job while they're struggling through it, uh, just, yeah, hit me up and I'll be there. I mean, I've got 100 hours of uh, Persona 3 to come, so <laughs> cheerleaders would be very helpful. Thank you. Okay. Adam, have you even started yours? Yeah, I played Super Liminal, mate. Get off my fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you play? Did you play just the order? 
Yeah, I've played Stillwater every year, mate. Wait, Wait so how Honestly. many? How many do you have to pledge? I've got like so eight, I think. Eight. Everyone's kind of different, I but it's, it's both the Plague Tale games as well. It's meant to, to be a challenge. Oh, yeah. So, the, so the idea of the pledge is that you pledge games for your backlog. That it's not like a too easy list, but it's not too hard list. Okay. Previously, it's, it's been like way right too hard, list. and we're like, yeah. So I think I've got like five games, and most of them are pretty short. But I've got I'm one down, and when's cut so off? Uh, December. Plus, I still got to play oh. that stinking <laughs> shit truck game that you gave me—that shining resonance thing. Oh mate! <laughs> so are these exciting. games that That'd already so exist, or games that are coming out as well? Uh, so you're allowed to get one. You get to pick one game that is to come out that you okay. won't be reviewing. Right. Okay then. Which I think I'm going to change. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that game made a stinker. <laughs> well, Alrighty. this is very fascinating. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to share before we get stuck into the yes, coverage? Me. Because just anybody, just anybody just at all, just anybody? Right here, uh, right here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Adam, please, please go. Hello. I love that kind of student. Um, You're my favourite. I've been playing a bunch of Sons of the Forest with a mate and mm-hmm. the game is really fucking cool. I'm not usually one for like survival games, but it's got enough intrigue kind of mixed in with it. And kind is it of janky? Mis- no, it's very, very solid. It's, it's, yeah. So it's Very only early access, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like more or less feature complete. And yeah, for, a, for an early access game, they did. Yeah, for early access, it's surprisingly smooth. But it's got like a, a cool, uh, it's, it's not really a story because it's kind of played out kind of freeform. But there's a, a semi-narrative to it and you go through caves to kind of discover and piece things together and there are mutants that kind of pop out of the woodwork and it's drip fed to you at a pace that keeps things really interesting. And there's all, you know, the base building and all of that bullshit as well. But if you haven't checked it out or you played the first game, give it a look at, I've been enjoying it. Is that the one that they pivoted real late to early access? They were like, it's coming to PS5 and PC. Then like two weeks before it came out, they're like, nah, surprise. Just, yeah. Which I think is why it's so feature complete because they were heading towards you know, a full release and then last minute decided to do early access. But yeah, game's a lot of fun. Mm. Cool. Anybody else? Boulder's Gate 3. Oh, yeah. The current hotness. Me and April have been given a little bit of a dabble. Do you want to hear about my playthrough? Yes. Yeah. Zach's absolutely, he's lighting up. He's so thrilled. Zach has no interest at all. No. Yeah. So look, I'll just give you the quick. Let me know. The, yeah, the quick nitty gritty. So my character is a half orc. It's a multi class character. It is called Banjo Splatterson. There's one for you, Aussies in the crowd. Maybe that sets off a little light bulb. So this half orc, Banjo Splatterson, is a bard barbarian. I like to call him a What's barbarian. The other, the other half is whatever you Human. want it to be, mate. Oh, I haven't bothered role playing what that might be. That one's ambiguous for now. Half elk, half orc, half whatever the fuck. Because this is a game that we're now discovering that you can like have sex in virtually every other conversation. So, uh, yeah, like the mystery of folks' origins in this game definitely leaves a lot to the imagination. I'm having a real time. So with instead it. of instead of fighting, I can just have sex with the you. Other can person. just be a lover, baby. Absolutely, Love you can go that. through this game, and you can. I've managed to get through a few quests of just like sweet talking folks. Uh, so it's definitely great. something you can lean into. Maybe. Maybe you could um, DM those people back and be like, just link them Baldur's Gate 3 on, on Steam. Be like, if you're looking for some easy action, <laughs> just go play Baldur's Gate 3. Wait, are you talking to me, Zach? I, 
I am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I could. I could. I think um, a, a lot of gentlemen who have uh, stumbled into my DMs could uh, benefit from Baldur's Gate, for sure. Or a fucking yeah. chatbot. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Um, just do an auto <laughs> Just give them okay. chat GPT. <laughs> They'll be set for days. Uh, but April, April's having a great time, like, in trying to engage in as much romance while I'm just trying to play the game. So I've got, constantly got to stop for her so she can cuck my character and do whatever <laughs> she's got to do on the back. And we're just having a great time. Yeah. I'll, I'll be keen to give you folks a little bit more of an update as we go. Nice. Love it. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Let's get stuck into the... Reviews, Adam, you played Moving Out 2. Yes. Give us a quick rundown of that. Yes. So, Rhiannon, you played a, a little bit with me I during did. review period. Um, the game is a whole lot of fun. Um, for those really who is. haven't played the original, it's kind of like a, an overcooked style co-op couch game, like a party game, sorry, uh, where you just take everything from inside of a house, put it in a moving truck. So it's that real fun thing that all of us renters just really love doing once every couple of years, <laughs> um, but actually fun. So it takes the foundation of everything that the original did and just makes it better and injects more. So instead of just kind of more of the same levels, they've actually mixed things up in some pretty cool and exciting ways. So instead of just being in the suburbs, you've got the three new locations yeah three different like alternate dimensions there's middle folklore which is like a, a high fantasy levitating platforms portals all that sort of jazz there's pactropolis city which is a futuristic city floating in the clouds and you've got batteries uh and like moving platforms and all of that business and then Snackmore, which is like a candy coated dimension think like willy wonka and you've got like big jaw breakers that you can use to destroy doors and walls and conveyor belts to, to transfer all your, your tasty goods around. So each of them have different gameplay gimmicks. So like I was mentioning, the, the Pactropolis city has batteries that you have to put into place to open doors and vacuums that you use to like clear clouds out of the way so you can see what's in the room and all that sort of jazz. Um, and it keeps things exciting and interesting because you bounce around those different dimensions throughout the campaign, the way that the progression works uh, you get different stars for completing uh, like objectives in each level. And as you level up using those stars, it unlocks different parts of each of the maps, but they kind of bounce you between the worlds rather than just unlocking everything in one world, then the next and so on and so forth. Um, most of them stick. Most of the gimmicks are really <clears throat> fun. There are a couple that probably sounded better on paper than are in reality. The batteries one is a fucking pain. Like those batteries run out super, super fast. So you're doing a lot of backtracking and it just kind of sucks the fun out of it. And there's another one, or there are a couple of missions where you have to corral barnyard animals instead of furniture, which is all well and good, but they move and jump and get out of the area. So you think you've packed all the chickens in, then all of a sudden you got fucking four chooks running around the area, even though you've packed them in once, but most of them Chicken are really good. There are, fun. yeah, there are just a couple <laughs> that are not so good. And picking up cows looks a bit uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but you yes. just like haul them over your shoulder and off you go. Oh yeah, no! You not grab over them the from shoulder. behind and looks um, interest, interesting. I'll, say, I'll anyway, send you the video. 
Okay. Yeah. We'll, behind. Yeah, right. we'll quickly move on. <laughs> Dragon Ball the Oven or something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, one of the Oof. biggest new additions is there's uh, online multiplayer. So the first game only had couch co-op. I still think couch co-op is how you should play the game if you can. Obviously, as we can all attest to living in different parts of the country, you can't always do that. So online multiplayer is a massive benefit. It's really super rock solid. Like performance wise, yeah. I don't think we had a single issue playing online or off. So with four people, there's couches and shit flying everywhere. Didn't dip in frames, no lag, no stuttering. It was really, really solid. And for a, a like a, a party game, you want it to be. So you're all having the same amount of fun. Uh, so that's really, really great. Um, outside of that, it is very much like more of the same, but better. <clears throat> There's a level of polish that this one has that the first one didn't. It's very smooth, very complete. Uh, and there's a shitload of content. I think there's 57 levels to the first game's 30. So there's a whole lot more to unlock and to do. Uh, there's 33 characters. Each of them have three outfits. There's lots to collect. Um, so all around, it's just a really good evolution of the first game. They kind of had all their ideas were very sound in the first game. It was still a great deal of fun, but it's with the second one that it really comes into its own. So I had... An absolute blast with this one. Rhiannon, I'm guessing you enjoyed it as well from what I could tell when you were playing with us. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, look, we had great company as well. But, um, yeah, like you said, um, the multiplayer was really strong. Uh, there was no uh, issue, especially with some of the – because some of the items that you move around, it needs two people. Uh, there was no issue with timing those um, throws across – sometimes pools. Um, that was really interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, fantastic, uh, experience playing online with my friends. Um, yeah, I think, I think anyone who plays this game will have a fantastic time and, um, yeah, an excellent, excellent game. Just about everyone can as well because it has um, some really great accessibility options. Like the first one very much did. Um, this kind of builds on that. So you've got things like Snap 2 where you, the, the furniture snaps into place rather than having to kind of move it around. You can extend the time limit, make the game easier. Um, yeah. There's dyslexia-friendly font. Like there's, yeah, a, a nice yeah, big array of um, accessibility options as well. So that's always good to see. Question. Fire so. Away. As someone who loves Overcooked, right, yep. but bounced off pretty hard of moving out one because mm. I found it to be a safer, uh, easier, more kid-friendly, I, I guess, or um, yeah. version of, of that. So I kind of didn't have the challenge. Yeah. Does this one improve on that? Is, is this one chaotic or is it still more of that kind of next yeah. step down? I'd say there's probably a better mix of the two. Um, there are still some levels that do play it pretty safe and are pretty basic. Um, but with the introduction of the three different dimensions and all of the different gimmicks that come with them, I'd say you're more likely to to enjoy this over the first one because it does have that kind of more overcooked chaotic energy to it. So, yeah, I think you'd enjoy this one more for sure. There was okay, also cool. that element of um, any every moving out or moving in. Uh, situation there were sort of these challenges that weren't weren't obvious but you sort of had to guess so sometimes you got like bonus objectives for like I don't know not breaking any windows 
or um, what was that one with the like throwing the chicken through the basketball hoop or like something like that. Yeah. So there was there was a little there was an element of hang on, what other elements in this outside of the items that I need to move can I interact with to get those bonus achievements for the room? Pretty easy platinum as well for those who like that sort of thing. I think just kind of casually playing through the game for review, I got 60-something percent of the trophies, so I'll probably polish off the platinum at some point just for shits and giggles. No, you won't. I don't reckon you will. Nah. I probably won't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What did you score, Adam? I gave it a big fat eight and a half. I, I reviewed the hey, DLC for baby. the first game, gave it a, gave it a 7.5, um, and I think they've done well and truly enough to get an extra bump in points. Very cool. Well, shout-outs to Aussie Devs, SMG Studio. Um, big fans of them, and they're big fans of us, we assume. Who isn't? Nathan, you have got a review for us as well. I do, Zach. So we're shifting gear a little bit here and we're going over to Shadow Tactics, the Cursed Crew. Now, uh, I should say Shadow Gambit. Shadow Tactics is actually the spiritual predecessor to this. Uh, a game which I think Ash reviewed maybe for us, gave quite a high score. I, mean, I, th I think well played, looked upon it quite positively. Uh, so it's effectively a, the, so I should say, Shadow Tactics was a stealth game set in a kind of like a feudal historical Japan setting. And it's very cutthroat and it was you know, top down and required players to, you know, carefully strategize how they go about dispatching mobs of very lethal dudes as they go about whatever they do. I didn't really play it. So I've come into this one without having played the predecessor. So my expectations were fairly low. This takes that stealth element of tactics, brings it over to a supernatural pirate theme. So gone as a sort of historical setting. Instead, we've got the golden age of piracy and we're led by a pirate, supernatural cursed pirate captain, uh, Afia uh, Manicato, I believe is the pronunciation and her ghost ship, the Red Marley. So the objective in this game, or at least uh, in the outset is to hop across various islands and find the corpses of these uh, other undead pirates, which we can then revive upon the Red Marley Cursed Ghost Ship. And these will become uh, then crewmates that you can take into further levels. Uh, so you spend most of your time dotted about these little islands that are populated with these what are kind of they're called inquisitors. They're very much a play on the kind of like Spanish Inquisition and colonists and this game does take kind of an anti-colonial theme. So we're trying to push out these invaders from, uh, you know, these, these kind of coastal pirate hotspots. It's all a bit weird and wonky because there's all this, uh, these magic casters involved with the Inquisitors. But the Inquisitors fundamentally hate the supernatural. So they're hunting down these pirates and trying to string them up uh, upside down on crosses and shit like that. And uh, find different ways to slay them. At the same time, they've also got these spellcasters themselves that are exploiting soul energy to do some nefarious shit that's explained a little bit later on. The plot isn't really the point to this game, but instead it's about presenting these little sandboxes on these various islands that are littered with forts and caves and beaches with camps set up and uh, these enemies patrolling, and you've got to try and sneak past the patrols with your up to three crewmates and each of the characters that you take will have little different abilities, such as being able to... Well, a lot of them just have these uh, variations on 
teleporting supernaturally and assassinating. So just being able to blip across a little section of the map and execute. So a lot of them have different flavors of that. There's another character that's got this cool ability that allows you to load either one of your companions or enemies into a cannon that they mount on their shoulders and just fire the fuck off across the map. So it's a great way of getting your characters into really out of reach places. So it's got this really cool sandbox element. It allows you to approach the levels in kind of your own way. And uh, the levels are presented non-linearly, so there's all these different islands. You can pick whichever you want to go to in whichever order, and as you go to them, they'll have different objectives. You can uh, maybe go to one corner of the island, take out an objective, and uh, then sort of just fuck off and come back a bit later. There's not really any XP progression. Uh, there is, like, each enemy, each of your crewmates can sort of boost one of their powers, but for the most part, there's not really any grind. In order to get through this game, it's really going to test your skill, and it's going to test your patience. So uh, just before I do a quick mid-review turnaround, I think this game looks great. It runs pretty well. Uh, at least I didn't notice any visual glitches. Uh, there's some input bugginess that I had to fend off. Uh, everything's really charming. I love the voice acting. The characters are really diverse on the crew, so they don't just play into the old hairy toothless pirate stereotypes. There's some actually colourful characters here with little backstories that you can pursue, and it's all really well tutorialised each time you unlock a new character. It gives you this little tutorial to run through at different levels of challenge. So, each, you know, uh, the, the game is does a pretty good well of inducting you. But what it doesn't necessarily prepare you for is just how much patience is going to be required to enjoy this game. This is very much a top-down game that kind of controls like a real-time strategy PC game, but it's also wanting to be a fast-paced, moment-to-moment stealth action game like your Far Cry's or your Metal Gear Solid's, and it didn't... I couldn't really find a happy medium between those very two distinct styles of game. It requires precision and timing, but it doesn't really let you control your characters in a way that can be precise because quite often you're relying on the characters. You've got to sort of click to where they go and you're relying on pathfinding. And my God, I would uh, set up these elaborate... Uh, you can pause time and give each of your characters a little command so hopefully they can execute a, a camp of Inquisitors all at once in this really elaborate way without setting off any alarms. And or nine times out of ten, I'd, I'm like, I've got this in the bag. You're going to take out this person. You're going to teleport over here. And then I press execute and they've got their orders and they should go and do them and someone gets stuck on a door frame. Another one forgets that they're supposed to be crouching and stands up and then it all goes to shit city and everyone immediately dies because usually your dudes have like four health each and it doesn't replenish and these missions can be long. So if you have a bad start and they all just get booped, uh, you might have to drag your three characters through the rest of the level with one one health each and all these dudes are armed with guns and they fire very fast and you don't really have much in the way of escape uh, and you don't really have much in the way of retaliation. You know, you might have a gun that has two bullets. Hooray, you're surrounded by eight dudes. What are you going to do? And it's all over in a matter of three seconds. So it's a very high stress game. It requires a lot of on your feet thinking but the problem is is the game doesn't control in a way that allows you to feel empowered in making those split second decisions you want to try and <sighs> what happened to me too often in this game is i'd have my three crew together i'd be controlling them and then shit would go crazy you know they stood up and all of a sudden all the, all this gunfire is breaking out and i'm just running with it i'm like okay i'll execute all these folks and all these execute animations 
you can't break out of them. So while someone's stabbing a dude, there's three other dudes shooting him and you just got to put up with that. And then you just hope, you just hope that as soon as that execution animation ends, you can fuck off out of there and retreat. But no, your character, you didn't ask your character to, but he's also going to take another two second animation to also haul the body he's just killed onto his shoulder and now he's dead. So quite often the game just doesn't quite get what you're trying to ask it to do. Everything's contextual. There's no specific buttons for specific things. Like I can't just press a character and go, okay, just kill it. For some reason it also wants to do other shit as well. Um, so I had a real issue trying to control this game, whether it was with keyboard and mouse or controller. It's a fun, it, They fundamentally have their own pros and cons because they fundamentally reinterpret the game's sort of messy quirks to their control schemes in a very inelegant way. A good way to describe that would be the fact that you can pause time and assign these orders, but you can only assign one order to each of your three dudes and you can't. All right, I'll wrap it up there. Let me just say, I like the theme of it. I really couldn't click with the gameplay because I couldn't control the fucking thing and that really frustrated me and I don't love it but I still think it's a good game. It just wasn't for me. I think you got to have fundamentally a great amount of patience, which I couldn't bring to this because I just could not get past the unhinged control scheme and the input bugs. Where am I going to score it? Maybe a 6.5 or a 7. I'd like to score it higher, but I didn't have the patience to get past it. Cool. Very nice. Well, we'll uh wonder what Ash will think because I know that Ash has been... Well, he's going to be playing it so we'll see where ash lands yeah i know there's tactics. a lot of love for those older games so i'm quite nervous on how my score is going to land because i didn't didn't gel with it despite it being a really cool game on the surface well i mean like when you when you're talking about some of the issues there they sound like uh bugs with a game like you know like people getting stuck on the door and and whatnot so i think it sounds pretty fair yeah i <sighs> And it's hard to say whether that was just the, because I was using a controller or the keyboard and mouse, but these little things just keep popping up. Um, just little glitches here and there with you telling the game what to do and it misinterpreting it because it's all context-based. Hey, don't stress. Ash only gave the first game a 9.5, so it's not Yeah, like fucking it's... right. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the patience for it. He's obviously, he must have, he, you know... He, he, he's a very stoic man, that Ash Whaling. He's known for his stoicism. Never crack a joke. Very serious <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. He'd have the patience for it. Yep. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, we look forward to checking out your uh, review when it does land, which will be when this is out. So go, Alf, and read it, please. Thank you. All right. I've got two things to share with you. One I'll whip through pretty quickly because it's pretty boring for all of you. I know the... No one cares, but I went... Uh, so the reason why I wasn't here last week is because I was in Sydney, uh, uh, thanks to EA, who flew me to the great capital of Australia. That's not actually the capital of Australia. I just realised it wasn't the capital. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well that done. was a bit. Good job. <laughs> hey, I think wow. you can be forgiven for this one, Carney, because most folks... Most people think that, that, yeah, it would be, yeah. Most Americans... Yeah, but Zach um, fucking lives here, doesn't he? So he doesn't get a free pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that one's on me. Um, yes, I went to a EA Sports FC 24 showcase where they announced... It was, it was very mobile-focused, um, so they had, like, a, uh, like a presentation about the FC mobile um, game that's, that's coming out. There's a piece on the website if you, if you want to read it. Sounds pretty cool if you're interested in mobile gaming. It's clearly tailored towards like there was a lot of like southeast or like 
Asian like people in attendance or like that kind of uh, demographic that, that do love like their mobile gaming. So it does seem like it's kind of tailored towards um, that type of player. Uh, the actual console game itself didn't get a lot of um, airtime during the presentation. Um, but I did get to speak with the game's uh, senior producer, Sam Rivera. I had a little interview with him, which is pretty cool. There's a wrap-up up up on the website if you want to read it. But basically the the takeaway is that this is a game or a series that they've been, you know, they've been making these football games for 30 years and, you know, they're constantly trying to achieve greater and greater realism with with each one and just this new technology that they've got powering uh, EA Sports FC24 is kind of really making it very authentic and realistic. So... If you're into your football or your soccer, um, this is looking like it's going to be pretty good. Um, I haven't played anything new since the beta, so the build that we had to play was just the same build question. Yes, I have a very quick question. Um, because hey. I'm becoming slightly more mildly interested in soccer these days, largely thanks to the, the current World Cup, and uh. maybe, I don't know, I want to have a look at this newest game with the increased realism. Is that going to be harder for people to come into the series or is the onboarding still going to be kind of easy enough for, for newcomers? Cause think- it's just, I know that like the only benchmark I know is the, the WWE games and like, because I've played a few of those in mm. the last couple of years, it's easy enough for me, but I know other people are like, fuck that's a simulation. Can't be bothered. Good question. I think it depends on what how you play it. So were you just going to play like couch cop kind of stuff like like that? Yeah, more or less. Or just like, I don't know if it has the ability to, but to do like a season with people multiplayer. Yeah, well, there is. There is. Um, cool. But you'd be playing with, with other people, right? Against the computer. Correct. Yeah. So I think if you went and played other people online like in in like ultimate team for example you'd get your pants pulled down and your bum cheeks would be super red um yeah just like i would uh i normally just play people that i know online or play career mode so i think coming into that it's you would and like football games from ea have always had um very very good tutorials they've got very robust and very deep yeah yeah tutorial modes that you can play through for ages and really, really get used to the, to the games, right. Uh, to the, sorry, to the controls and, and that. So I think if you did that, I think you'd be fine. I think if you just picked it up and play, like this is a game that you, that you can still pick up and play. Cool. Yeah, I think there's so. other sports that would, that you would struggle with maybe like a Madden yeah. or an NHL. Um, though you can like with, NHL games to kind of just deviate a little bit. You can kind of revert to like arcade controls and stuff if you oh, okay, want to, yeah. but, um, but yes, I think you would be fine. Sweet. Nice. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like too realistic that you actually need to be a soccer player in real life to come and play this yeah. game kind of thing. So more it's realistic still, it, for those who are going to appreciate the realism. So the realism is in the kind of the sense, uh, it's like the the look of the players, the, it's the, it's the how they move and how they run. Okay. Um, yeah, so okay. You, you get these, you know, and uh, you know the the best players in the game have kind have kind of had this uh, footage captured and whatnot, and you know their moves, like you know they move like they do in 
in the game kind of, kind gotcha. of uh, sorry in real life sorry um, but one yep. of the cool things I found out was I actually did ask him I was like look hey I'm a I'm a you know I support Burnley you know which is a team that they're in, you know, they're have in the have you heard of them? Did, so. you, did you pull down your, and show your tat? Absolutely, I did. You know, I did. And I pointed to the sky like, um, yeah, of course, yeah. Got a good laugh. But um, no, he said that their goal is to have every player that's in the game to have their own data. So whether it's Premier League or like low leagues, which is pretty cool. Anyway, the wrap up's up, up on the website. You can go and read that if you would like. I wrapped up my, myself, you dog. Anyway, the, <laughs> while I was, uh, I've also been playing a game called On Guard, which I oh, yes. finished and played through. Uh, who here loves Catherine Zeta Jones? Oh, I know yes. James does. Beautiful woman. Yeah, she's wow. Okay. Do you like whipping out Catherine Zeta? I'm curious um, where this yeah. is going. All right. Who likes or Sorry, who has watched cool. and enjoyed? Uh, the Mask of Zorro. Mask of Zorro. Yeah. Yes. I figured that's yeah. where you were Gorgeous going with man. It. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful man. <laughs> oh, 100%. What a combo. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> this game is basically a homage to Zorro and those like swashbuckling <laughs> games. Um, those like classic kind of ad- adventures. Uh, so it's set in a, a very vibrant, very colourful uh, 17th century Spain and you play as this... Uh, Legendary swashbuckler and hero of the people, uh, Adelia de Velador, I think is her name. And she is basically out to stop this Count Duke. And there's a couple of other characters that uh, are in the game that she meets throughout the, her journey. The game's only about four to six hours long. Uh, and you basically, the way it works is you essentially go from little arena to arena. So... In between arenas, you you know, there's like some light platforming and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the, the actual combat is played out in these like little arenas where you clear waves of enemies and then you move on to the next one kind of thing. And that's pretty much you know, what the game is. Um, there's four episodes. So there's four different levels, uh, I think. But um, yeah, it's it's the art style is absolutely gorgeous. It's got the it, it's all hand painted. Oh, well, the backdrops are all hand painted. It's super colorful. It's and there's like this watercolor effect on the background, um, and like you'll need to see a screenshot to kind of. I'll see if I, I've got one here. I'll put it in the chat, and you can kind of see maybe what I'm talking about. Maybe not, but um, yeah, like it's super cool. Looks looks beautiful. Uh, it's also very comedic and yeah, it's, it's got that kind of tone that you would find in like your Mask of Zorro kind of thing where it's, you know, it's lighthearted, it's, it's, it's got a bit of comedy to it. Um, like there's, uh, there's a line in the game where you get captured early on by the Count Duke and then uh, your character moves to, to this corner and it pulls down a painting and she's like, you know, I always managed to find a conveniently hidden exit and then there's this guard in, in the background and they're like, Oh no, she's found the chameleon hidden exit again, and it's just it's it's like things like that, right? I probably didn't do a very good job of it, but um, it's yeah, like there's like a lot amazing. of that sort of I'm really comedy um, <laughs> throughout the game. You know, uh, the guards that you fight, they're like they're never dead; they're always just like knocked out or like sleeping, and they'll make like little lines about how you know, um, you know, you'll defeat a guard and he'll be on the ground and then he'll be like no 
I'm sleeping or, you know, something like something like that. And they'll constantly like make references to their moustache and, and things like that. Um, <laughs> and when you kind of uh, like your character will say like a line and there's just like a lot of good, a lot of fun banter between um, all the characters. But the combat itself is pretty basic. You have a sword attack, a kick, um, which is they're basically your main uh, skills. But you can use the environment. This is where the game kind of spices it up and makes it kind of fun. It has that slapstick kind of feel to it, right? Because you can get like pots and loots and buckets and you can throw them. You can throw buckets on people's heads <laughs> and they'll like, you know, they'll it'll it'll sit on their, their heads. You can kick crates into guards and like knock them downstairs. You can, people, uh, guards will be on tables. You can kick the table and they'll, you know, they'll fall off the table. Uh, it's all... Very well done, and you can cut. And there's heaps of like there's like a chandelier that you can knock, and other things you can use, and barrels that you can ignite. So there's t- tons of stuff in the environment that you can use to your advantage. Combat. Um, there's your goons, and then there's there's a couple of different levels of of enemies. You must parry, and then you also must dodge. So some guards have a you can just parry them and kill them, or sorry, not kill them, but you can defeat them. And other ones you have to kind of mix it up between a combo uh, sorry a parry and a and a dodge it's fun it's satisfying it's frustrating so this is actually i forgot to mention this in my written review but i only thought of it about when i booted the game up just before but who's the devs that made sifu cool what cooling nights or something like that oh um slow k-o-w Something like that. Anyway, someone it's something to do with Sifu. Uh, they actually assisted on this game. I don't know exactly what they did assist. This game is slightly challenging, right? So there is an element of difficulty to it. It's not too difficult um, on normal. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice little challenge. But I think on the hard uh, modes, you, you can definitely uh, have, a, have a fight on your hands. The frustrating element comes from the fact that multiple enemies will attack you. So this game is kind of built around you being this very strong swords person and you're, you know, you can parry, you can do combos because you also have what is called a panache meter, right? And your panache meter allows you to execute a special, right? There's only like three moves. So it's, it's pretty limited. So you have like a stab and you have like a, a circle sword attack and you have this powerful kick, right? So the more you parry, the more you defeat guards and stuff without taking damage and just doing it in style with panache right it like builds up this meter but yeah you're constantly having to parry block uh, and then dodge so you might there might be like a swarm of guards with you or like fighting you and three of them will try and attack you all at once right so you might be able to block one then you have to dodge back climb back block parry hit one then like someone else will try and attack you that you have to dodge it's just kind of it's kind of takes away from the fun of it a little bit because it's just a bit chaotic um, and it's it takes away from the core fun of that combat, I think. Um, and there's also times where you fight like a boss uh, where you get severely outnumbered and it's simply you just got to run. You sort of run until you can grab an item in the environment run around until so maybe it's like a lantern and then you run around again like and you got like eight guards chasing you right and a boss and then you throw it into like one of the one of the exploding barrels and it knocks them all down and then you can kind of go and attack them a little bit but then instantly you know the boss is back up or this uh, higher ranked enemies back up and you can't really attack them you got to try and parry them and 
It's just... So you're just running laps fun. around the arena? Sometimes, yeah. In like in the in the harder fights, I was definitely doing that. There's like the final boss um, kicked my ass a lot because I just couldn't get free. Like I couldn't find a good... Because whenever you, you try and fight the boss itself, you got five other guards also trying to attack you. So you're trying to focus on one, but then you got other people. It's just... And it made me wonder like... I've always thought, why in video games is it like you have like a, a group of enemies, right? But only one or two will attack you. And it's like in real life, they'd all just jump you and you'd be dead. I guess, you know, this kind of answers that question, you know, why don't they do it? Because it's just not that fun. Um, but, you know, apart from that, I think the combat is actually pretty good. The panache meter is a bit undercooked. I wish it was there was more to it than that. And, and, and again, this this constant dodging and parrying means it, it's, it's actually quite difficult to charge it up at times so when you use the panache meter uh, sorry the panache skill it also gives you a bar of health back right which is kind of cool but um but yeah that's pretty much on guard uh, is this um is this early access or is it the full thing full thing it is, is full? actually okay. started off as a student game in 2018 so then it turned into like a like a fully fledged project uh i had fun like i actually i really did enjoy this game uh, there's also, once you do finish the game, you can go back and replay the episodes and uh, uncover secrets and complete challenges. And there's also an arena mode that you can go in and there's different stages. You can have different modifiers like kicking players, uh, sorry, kicking enemies will give you a health boost, things like that, right? Um, so there's a little bit of replayability there. Um, but I, th I thought the comedic tone was done excellently. I thought it was it was, it was a very funny game, like... Not like a ha ha ha, like I'm laughing out loud kind of thing, but you know, I, I was always kind of smiling and just it was a good throwback to to kind of those games like uh, sorry the films like Muscasoro, all those like Three Musketeers and stuff like that, and I gave it a seven point five. Nice. Any questions? Cool, good enough for me. Let's move. On to the shout outs. James, you've been pretty quiet. Do you wanna do you wanna take over the shout outs? Oh hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'll go back to muting myself. Please do. <laughs> no one's to hear. Not yet. Rhiannon, do you have anything to talk about or are we leaving this for another week? Uh that's completely up to you. I can talk to it. I'm sure by the time this episode has aired, it will be um on the website. It's actually has should we words that are answering his own question? Quick, someone <laughs> give me some B-roll. James, go. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, <laughs> you can always go. It's not what I expected, but downtown. <laughs> oh, uh, look, James I had 70. Look out. <laughs> I, I would be really interested to know what your Spotify playlist looked like, James. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect from me. Like it's a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen, fair bit of Taylor Swift. I love that. Good band, Don Brocco. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fuck load of Don Brocco. Yeah. That is, that is some good angry zone music for James. Um, <laughs> so. Sorry. I did, okay. I just wanted to confirm that the embargo had, that was gone and I'm pretty sure it was, but I was like, mm, on the off chance that I am wrong. No, you're not wrong. It was midnight last night. So I can, I can talk about, um, Please do. Ast I'm actually very keen to hear about this. Astronaut the best. 
whether or not it's the best uh, will be very much up to you. Uh, if you do uh, endeavour to become the director of a failing space academy. Um, and it's very, well, the moment you enter, you're very, very aware uh, of the um, plight that is ahead of you. Um, you're immediately kind of sucked into this uh, retro futuristic world where there's a council of five kind of uh, kind of like council members and they're, they're all, all immediately disapproving of you and you, you kind of walk in you're like, oh, I have to, have to kind of Im impress these people while also uh, cultivating a crew of uh, space explorers uh, because that is the, the main goal of the game is to actually launch a spacecraft into space with trained astronauts. Um, now, the game has so many levels uh, it, of control. It's, it's quite fascinating. And on the surface, you might look at this game and think, oh, you know, probably, probably not for me. But I can, tell you, I can tell you right now, it's probably one of the most complex uh, management games I've ever played. And quite frankly, because of... <laughs> just the the zany way that they tell the story of these procedurally generated astronauts uh, that come into your care uh, while also, you know, while you're training them, you're pleasing this council. And within that, there's also a level of, um, you know, ep uh, kind of episodic missions that you have to complete throughout the game. And it's <laughs> one minute you're training your astronauts for a boxing match. Uh, another time you're training them for a beauty pageant. Uh, you're training them to, to talk to media uh, because obviously, you know, astronauts talk to the media. And this is, there's this like overarching uh, television show that, that the astronauts are on which and all in the effort of raising your glory the more glory you have the more happy the people on the council are but sometimes glory doesn't always equate to successful astronauts and it's just uh, plus you add on to so any kind of uh, action that your um that your astronauts do it, it feels like you're at like the game's mercy almost because there's this wheel of fortune that will literally spin in front of you with every decision that you make. And it'll be like, it, what are, what are the chances, you know, compared to the skill level? And sometimes the skill level does not match the, <laughs> the chance. And it's like, is this game fucking with me? Like, I think it might be. Um, so, <laughs> and, but I like it, but I, I want to continue. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you fail because evidently the game makes you fail. Um, no matter how delicately you train your astronauts, you fail and you have to be reincarnated by this kind of sentient being, which is a mix between Aslan the lion and Ganesh and it's just... <laughs> It's a wild Brilliant. time. <laughs> and you get reincarnated and you start again. You start with zero glory. However, you 
you have the knowledge from the previous time and um, uh, there are five uh, separate uh, ends of the story per se that you were supposed to go through um, and you must finish each of them by launching into space. Um, otherwise, you have to repeat it again. So the re replayability of this game is really good, I would say. Um, if... <laughs> <laughs> if you can uh, kind of be a resilient player and learn from your mistakes and really embrace the absurdity that is astronaut the best. Um, my, my experience has been uh, interesting. I, I, I'm still I'm still I'm still learning about the game and there's so there's so many different directions that this game can take. You can you can be as out there as possible with your choices within this game um, and still still succeed <laughs> because because of the procedural generation of of these characters. Like let's say for example you have an astronaut um, that has an affinity for uh, beauty, for example. Um, so each time you train that stat in your astronaut, um, you know, it might come out that they're a beauty queen. Um, and then you're like, okay, I like that stat. That's fine. Um, but there might be a stat that comes up that's like uh, they're a, a drug addict. Um, you can go... <laughs> You can actually go back and you can cast spells. I know, right? Cast spells that can actually remove those unwanted um, characteristics um, because you don't know what they, how they might affect the space mission. So, for example, the beauty queen, uh, they might um, be really difficult to train in maybe the uh, the aeronautics, like the the piloting of the spaceship, but you might get to space and she might charm the pants off the aliens that you meet in space. So it's, like I said, there's a lot of ways that these missions, this game can go for you. Um, and I think it would be a really interesting game to kind of see on stream, to be honest, because there's, there's just so, there's so much to do in this game. And like I said, the replayability is enormous. So... I, uh, I, I scored it a 7.5 um, only because, number one, I don't have much experience in this game and I did find it a little bit disheartening. Like I got hurt feelings um, <laughs> because I worked really hard in some of the sections um, and I don't, yeah, like I think it's going to – but <laughs> I think everyone should try to play it. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't, don't leave your heart on your sleeve when you're playing this game because it's, it's not that serious, guys. It's not. Very nice, very cool. Um, so just to confirm, just like On Guard, this is uh, PC only. Correct. It's PC yeah. only, um, but it does have cool. controller compatibility. Cool. Very nice. All righty, James, we're well, about to get your, uh, your uh, mouth working, but I'll, let's do these uh, shout-outs. All right. Yeah. Someone else needs so, to get their mouth working, I think. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ash has a it's lubrication um, going there. Ash has got a board game review which you can read on the website. It's for my my Lil Everdell, uh, and he says that my Lil my, 
My Little Everdale. I don't know why I'm saying it like I'm about to My Little Everdale. Uh, <laughs> My Little Everdale. Everdale. Delightfully, in my head that sounds weird. It's a delightfully paired back experience with a short playtime and a plethora of gorgeous art to enjoy. Absolute must play for those that wish to enjoy board games with their younger colleagues. Shout outs to my little Everdell there. Huge fan of the podcast. What? Um, cheers. <laughs> James. Juice <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> uh, The reviews oh, on the website for all those board game people that are out there. People like. Adam and Nathan. <laughs> me. I like him. I like board games. And Mark. There you go. You nerds. By the way, it is pissing down raining outside right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but it is shucking out right now. You know there what? You it's about to rain. It's about to rain James on this podcast. Hey, so hey make your it rain, <laughs> James. Get your umbrella. <laughs> it's time for the news. Um, thanks for that rousing introduction to the news section, Zach. <laughs> so a uh, new game coming out that uh, we're all pretty hyped on here at well-play.com.au is Conscript. This is the World War One horror game developed by Catchweight Studios, which is a one-man studio by the name of uh, Jordan Mochi. That's it. You can uh, get him from Coles, mate. Uh, he is uh, developing the, yeah, Catchweight, uh, Catchweight, Conscript, which is the... World War One horror game. Fucked up again, is it? Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Adam was giving me a look like I thought. <laughs> no, that was for a whole other. <laughs> uh, yes. <problem>. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is um, the Resident Evil inspired World War One horror game, which has got that beautiful pixel art art style. Um, how many people here have actually played it? Because there's a demo on Steam now, I believe. It was a PAX as well, which we had to look at it then. Yeah, because it was, it was part it of the uh, yeah. showcase I did, winners I did last year. Yeah, I yeah. did see that PAX. So. Uh, Team 17 have stepped up to publish this one. Uh, Team 17 have also done Dredge and Moving Out 2. So, like, these guys obviously have a very good eye for the Australian, New Zealand kind of, like, slate of uh, indie releases at the moment, uh, aiming for a 2024 release date. Very exciting stuff. Yes. Yeah, well, this um, this was the first made in Australia that I did when I re redid the or refreshed the segment into a podcast and everything else. Oh, yeah. So he was the first one that I did, uh, and that's back what, two years ago, three mm. years ago. And this game was like still, you know, it was wasn't that far away. Right, uh, but it just keeps getting. But it looks super polished though. Like if you see it, like if you see it in action, it looks there's a lot of love and care being put into this. For sure. Um, maybe a little less love and care going on in the Embracer group at the moment. Um, we sort of heard a while back that there was a $2 billion uh, deal fallout. Um, and details have finally emerged from Axios. They have done a report on this. Um, so we found out that the $2 billion partner was the Savvy Games Group, who are backed by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. Um, Savvy is helmed by ex-Activision Blizzard and EA exec Brian Ward. Uh, he basically, he's talked about his goal is to turn Saudi Arabia into like the next gaming hub for, for the world. Um, so that deal fell apart. No actual details on why it happened, um, but this is just sort of where that deficit has come from. Good. Well, yeah, that's it. Um, Embracer has already accepted a billion dollars in funding from the uh, from Saudi Arabia last year, which obviously drew some criticism at the time because of the country's you know ties to you know human 
rights violations and all that fun stuff that we love so much. Um, so yeah, not, not great. Embracer seems to be on a pretty downward spiral at the moment. I think getting that big has obviously tripped them up somewhat. Um, doesn't seem good. Well, they just need to release a fucking game. Like well, they have like a hundred and something games in the works, right? And mm-hmm. we never see them. And when they do come out, they're, Bang average. Yeah. I want to ask Mark a question because I know that Mark is into soccer. I know, I know to pivot away very, very quickly. And I only yeah. want 10 seconds of your time. Sure. How do you feel about the Saudi league? Uh, everybody. A, I was not a fan of Ronaldo, so I'm not a fan of the Saudi league. I'll put it that way. There you They've go. I'm across more... various sports lately. Sure. Big, bigger fan of Messi, this... so there you go. They did their own golfing is, league. Um... That's it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. just fucking yeah. money, man. I, I hate it. Like sports yeah. become too much about money and it's fucked. Like, and yeah, these pricks are just getting so much cash to go play in a bum shit league that no one gives a fuck about. And I hate it. And I hate them. Yeah. And there's a lot Getting of players the... as well that have come across uh, a couple of Liverpool players who I support uh, you know, came across as well, including our former captain of all people decided to go for the money instead of stay with the team and have loyalty. So uh, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. He's, he's a little bit older, so I, I can kind of understand it a little yeah. bit. Not that I agree with it, but... Yeah, yeah it I, seems, I think a few of them were towards the like, tail end of their career, so I, I do get so, it on that front at least, yeah. So the player called Mbappe, which is probably the biggest player in, in the world. I don't know if all of you here know him. The mm. rumor is that he was being offered, and correct me, Marcus, I might be I might get the numbers wrong. Is it like $13 million a week? I think it was something like that, yeah. It was yeah, $13 million dollars a week. Yeah. to play football in Saudi Arabia for one year. Jesus. Yeah. How many dinners yeah, with Jesus. the princes is that like entitled <laughs> to? Like, you know what's interesting uh, is a lot, of them, a lot of these footballers that do go to there, and I know we're waffling on, but they actually don't live in, in Saudi. They live in Bahrain apparently. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Fuck Saudi. There you go. I don't, I don't understand personally, like how can you play for a team that you don't, you're not there? Like it just doesn't make sense No, it's a league. So it'd be like... Uh, playing for uh, Perth, but living in Fremantle, for example, that's not a very good, good example. But you kind of you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because the countries are living in Adelaide, or, you know, yeah, something like that. But kind of a fair yeah. hike, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Thirteen million dollars a week—that's uh, too yeah. much. That's wrong. That's wrong money. It's right Saudi now. Arabia. Mm. Yeah. No such thing. Money's no object. Uh, yet. And there's a, there's a bigger rant there, but we, we just don't have time for that. Yeah. Yes. No, we really don't. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage has gone gold, has had its launch brought up by a week to October 5th. Does this get anyone excited? No, I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm keen yeah. for a, like a more of a, almost an Assassin's Creed 1 reboot mm. to a point. It's the yeah. way they're kind of pitching it. So I'm very curious to see how that comes out. I just like the fact that we've had an Assassin's Creed, I assume, sitting in the oven for a little bit longer than perhaps they normally would. Mm. Like, that's cool. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm uh, keen. James, uh, surely it makes you want to uh, eat a bowl of snails or something? <laughs> I mean, that's such a specific and fun turn of phrase that I can't help but agree. Um, all the Pokemon starters are coming to uh, Scarlet and Violet via a DLC update. The Teal Mask and the Indigo Disc brings all the the furry little critters <laughs> over to pumped. the, the, the game. Teal, baby. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wondering why you were getting excited about this, and then I remembered your childlike nah, he's brain. A squirtle, man. He's here. pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, does anyone here, Mark? Are you a Pokemon guy? 
I was. I played a fair amount of uh, Scarlet. I think it was Violet I had. No, it was, mm-hmm. it was Scarlet. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily as sold on it as I was hoping I would be. Yeah. I liked the idea of it being open world. I think I was more interested in um, Legends Arceus at the time. I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. So I, I think more enjoyed that than I did Scarlet Violet. But the DLC does look good. Maybe they've turned it around. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That's it. That is it. Uh, last but not least, Fortnite seems to be getting a pretty massive Lego crossover event uh, this December, according to some leakers. Um, you will be able to, in theory, this, none of this has been confirmed yet, in theory, in the same way you do with like a Skylanders or Amiibo, you could take your actual real life Lego sets and scan them into the game, um, which would be fucking phenomenal i'll be honest that yeah, sounds that's, that's that that's a groundbreaking that's cool. idea it is it is um the idea is this will be a seasonal content takeover which is a usually a pretty substantial change to the island goes along with that um none of it confirmed but it does sound very very cool and it does seem like a pretty organic sort of extension of the the fortnite meta brand shit that they've been doing so oh look i'm i'm into this i think i'm the only one here that really cares about fortnite adam i know you dabble but um i don't i did yeah, in. Yeah. I, I aspirationally desire to have the enthusiasm that you have towards it <laughs> one day. It's just a fun little thing to to do at the end of a work day. You know, you don't think, you just shoot some people. Oh, like sure. Blow yeah. off some steam, for sure. And you know what? The Christmas event in any game, like I'm, the he- I'm here for it. It oh, doesn't matter yeah. what it is. And Fortnite does it really, really well. They do. I, I, I will say they got me with the Futurama skins. Oh, yeah. They, they got me hook, line and sinker. Oh, I, I did get Leela. Yeah. I oh, did yeah. log yeah. on and, um, and you know, James, you don't know this, but I'm actually a, a Fortnite crew member. Um, I do oh. actually pay that subscription. So, um, oh, I feel like yeah. I did have this in the back of my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did ask you to play, but you said no. Yeah. Well, now it's live on podcast. <laughs> so you have to play now. And that's the news yeah, for yeah. this week. A nice light <laughs> week, which I appreciate. Oh no, breaking news! Before, Zach's got something. Before before James wraps up, I just want to jump in a uh, news piece that went up on on the website. Uh, Lens Island, which is another Aussie made game. Oh yeah, uh, it's from Brisbane developer Flow Studio. It's like an isometric uh, open world. Sorry, survival called, crafter. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. survival dungeon crawler. I, I think I called when I did the the beta, you know I was for this. I called it like a a cocktail genre or something like that. Um, Anyway, that has its latest update, which is its biggest update. It's going to be called Cursed Underworld. It's coming September 10. We have a uh, exclusive like news piece. The news itself is not exclusive, but the content from uh, the co-founder, sorry, from the founder of, of the of the studio is actually given to us by him because he's, he's a big fan. We're a big fan of his. Uh, it's actually a pretty fun, cool game. Uh, I, this is a game that I would love to actually just have the time to play a lot more. Um, so yeah, that's coming September 10. And this game is still in early access. So if you already have the game, this is this will just be an update for you. Um, but this is going to bring, I'll just quickly read one little line here. This will bring a new underground procedural cave system, weapon enchanting, uh, armor, an overhauled skill tree, new survival mechanics, a peaceful game mode, as well as some other game changing stuff. And you can... Um, there's like a- animals and stuff in the game, but yeah, the news is up on the site. If you want to go read it, the other quick thing that I want to just gloss over is the THQ, uh, showcase. Did anybody have anything here that they like the look of? Titan Quest 2. Okay, cool. Figured that would be up your alley. I think the last Ronin would be yeah, yeah. That's probably the big something that me. I'm. Yeah, something yep. I'm interested in, but it was also previously announced and they didn't really show a great deal other than a 
like a, a shadowy 30 second trailer, but the idea of adapting that graphic novel. Yeah. Very, very cool. Mm. Did anyone find the showcase a bit underwhelming? This is like, do you remember they announced this way back like months ago? Yeah. 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 Bit bum. Um, yeah, no time splitters, so zero out of ten. But, but you won't, you, you, won't, you won't get that here, though. Well, why wouldn't you? No, I don't know if I'll ever get it, man. I think it's kind it's of not, the, it's not the feel that I have. I'm pretty sure it's deep silver. I know. I, uh, I, oh, true. Yeah, I'm mixing embracer no, yeah. with. There's yeah, so yeah. many parts of embracer that you get confused all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it, it. And they shift hands, like they they'll move on. Anyway, uh, yeah. that's the news, as James said. That was terrific. Yeah. Good job. Good job, everyone. Off topics, uh, Gran Turismo 7. Wait, that's the game. Sorry, Gran Turismo film. Uh, <laughs> the ad for the game, yep. Yeah. The ad for the game. A few, a few <laughs> of us here have seen it. We were going to do a little VHS recording of it, but too far gone now, um, Seebs, basically. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Because you and I went and saw it together. Definitely enjoyed it more than the current aggregate. So I, I'd definitely rate this as an above average film. Like, I enjoyed it. I got what I want out of a film with fast cars. Like, I was sort of vibrating in my seat. I didn't want to... The mark, for, for me, the mark of a good film in the cinema is I don't want to leave my seat to take a piss because, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, do I take a few piss breaks in a film. So I didn't go for a piss. One one quick thing I will say, there is a point in the movie where there is kind of a, a scene of what, what, what we might call emotional devastation and her character is uh, expresses grief. And the audience with us, rather than feel anything that might synergize with that grief, just laughed. The entire oh. theater just laughed. Oh, wow. And it was okay. the only point in the film where anyone laughed. Possibly the, the saddest point in the film. I don't know if that's an oh. indictment on anything. It's just an amusing observation. But like I said last week, we did get a roaring round of applause when that film wrapped credits. I think people were pretty pretty positive on it in our theater. Mm. I liked it for what it was. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we agree on that. It was it was fine. It was yeah. good engines, big sound. <laughs> brum, brum, uh, baby. I thought, I thought David Harper, 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 Harper. Um, he brought it. Was, was, he was pretty good. He was, yeah. he was fantastic. He, he held it up. Mm. And sure. there's your film. I thought it was probably too long. I thought it was a little bit too long. There, there a was little. a little There was a um, middle part that kind you know, of... Yeah, you know what? When when I uh, walked into the film, like I expected that the academy was going to be the whole film. I didn't realize we'd go through like a section of um, the main character's career and how he first entered the 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 racing scene. So that was a little bit surprising to me, and maybe I think that's what made it a little bit. Maybe too long. I th- I, I, a few I, people say that. Yeah, yeah. It was just a part. So, yeah, like we're in the middle. It kind of just kept going, and then we got to, and then we got the to the what? finale. Ew. Yeah. 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 That is. That it's is too long. long. Personally, yeah. one hour forty-five. I reckon. Yeah, would I, I would have done away with some of the yeah. earlier sort of establishing of the family yeah. dynamic around the main character. I thought yeah. that was a bit weak. We, yeah, we um, we didn't need the teenage romance. Like, we get it. He's a teenager. I know. Like, yeah, was, that was it, it was it so mostly forced. missed for me. But then it picks yeah. up. Yeah, like I, I yeah, the actual enjoy the actual the, racing is really good. Hmm. 
Yeah, I was sort of like on the edge of my seat, like with each yeah. of the races, because I wasn't sure, like, you know, what would be the turnout and, you know, like how he improved and then like all these massive events that happen. Um, yeah. No, look, it's you, if you go in expecting a movie about car racing, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> ticks the boxes, eh? Like, <laughs> I don't know how anyone could be disappointed. Like, I, look, it probably costs them like a, a pretty penny to make that film. Um, and I don't know how that's, whether that will translate to more Gran Turismo 7 sales. I don't know if it's going to make people go out and buy a PS5 or a, uh, a, a racing sim setup. Um, I, I don't know if that was their mission, but... It, it looked cool in the movie, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's a movie that looked good, didn't it? Like, it looked like yeah. it had some money in it. Yeah, the cinematography oh, was fantastic for a lot of that. Uh, as a racing fan myself, seeing, like, Nürburgring in the film, like, proper Nürburgring, it wasn't just on a set. That made it feel a lot more like, vibrant, a lot more interesting. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. got to say, that's the actual story itself, even though the movie and the real-life story, I don't know if you've read this news and stuff, it's, it's kind of been moved around so there's uh, the uh maybe the part that nathan was referring to the devastating part i mean i don't know is this a spoiler like it's been all over the news and you can literally go read this guy's career story so fuck it um, i thought we were being more careful about spoilers on this podcast <laughs> oh fuck them this is this is different because this is a this is a no well, this thing. is different this is out yeah, there it's out there but it's based on a it's true based story. in a real it's based on a true story, story you can yeah. go to wikipedia and read this guy's Life story about how he killed a bloke racing. Um, mm. Spoiler, right? That took a turn. Um, <laughs> but in, the, in, in real life, that happens very early on. Yeah. Oh, so no, sorry, 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 sorry. That happens after the events of the final events of the film. Sorry. Okay. So they've, they've switched the order of events around because they which has definitely has more traumatic effect, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. they're accused. Look, they're so he- accused of. Glossing over that element of oh. the story. Well, I didn't even... So what, it goes so it. fast, doesn't it? Like, I didn't even realise that anyone got hurt except for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't... They don't They don't sort of sit on that element too long. Yeah. yeah. But they do mention uh, it. It is mentioned during mm-hmm. it, but yeah. The, the, the fatality, yeah, it, it is. It's a plot <laughs> fodder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, you um, look! It, we love a good redemption arc. Come on, for, for entertainment yeah. for entertainment purposes. That I yeah, from a story like. perspective, it made sense. Rest in peace. Anyway, um, pretty amazing story, really. That he started playing games, then became a pro racer. Like fucking shout outs to him, eh? I wish that wouldn't happen to me. And and I then know. he was the stunt double for <laughs> the, the his own character. All this GTA, and I got so nothing go. to show for it. Absolutely. All right, let's move <laughs> on through the off topics so we can all go home and go to bed. Actually, we're already home. Uh, 90s film of the week. 90s film of the week because I know that the people have been craving it. They haven't been getting what it. What do you mean? They got it last week. I feel like we got a pretty fucking good one last week. Yeah, was, last week was good. Okay, okay yeah, sorry. Last week, last week. But before that, they were, they were, there were complaints. Oh, <laughs> oh were there? Plural. Yeah, it's HR just department, me. Uh, yeah, it's forward those to James at well hyphen <laughs> Uh, so this week I've got for you and I don't know if I've done this one before I feel like I've done a similar film but not this one so let's just you know see how we go but I'm going to go with Sleepy Hollow oh there you go okay this has got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes Uh, it's got Johnny Big J Depp 
uh, is in it. Our boy, Jackie Sparrow. And it's got yeah, Christina Ricci, Miranda Richardson. Oh, Christina Ricci. Really? Love some Christina yeah, cool. Ricci. Michael Beautiful, Gambin. Man. Don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, and it's got Jeffrey Jones, though, who you might know by face. Uh, but yeah, cool little yeah, film uh, set in nineteen sorry 1799, uh, Ichabod Crane, which is old mate Deppie. Uh, he is a New York City constable and he goes to this bum-ass town of Sleepy Hollow, uh, which has been plagued by a series of brutal decapitations. Wow. Uh, and yeah, he basically <laughs> in, investigates, investigates it? Yeah. Yeah. He investigates it and there we go. There's, there's your story. Uh, I won't do any spoilers because, you know, you never know. You never know. Spoiler film that came out last week, but not a thirty-year-old film. Yeah. <laughs> mate, thirty years is the spoiler-free territory. When's the last time oh, you watched Sleepy Hollow? Be a few years, four or five. Yeah. You? I haven't seen it. No, no, I'm aware of it. I wasn't sure yeah. if it's one that's actually like holds up. Yeah, I think it's alright. I think it's still. I think it's pretty good. I quite liked it. You can watch it on Stan if you want, uh, or you can rent it from Apple TV or Prime for two dollars ninety nine. Definitely watch that Sleepy Hollow TV show. That was a bit of a dry fart. Absolutely, <laughs> wasn't it? Hot teenagers. That's all we need. Oh, <laughs> all right. Other off topics. What else we got? I watched Oppenheimer. Yeah, you did. Hey. Oh yeah, we were going to talk about that. I'm we? saying it next week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we just keep pushing this conversation back. <laughs> we're going to talk about it next week, aren't we? I'm going to see that one that one reel that they've got in the southern hemisphere, the big fuck Oh off. yeah. Oh, you are going oh, to. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the big beastie. The big reel. It's been booked out for weeks. Yeah. Is this are you going to IMAX? Yeah. Yeah, going yeah to I was see going the big, to big one. Yeah, it was booked out for like Four or five weeks when we looked at it. it yeah, like day one, it That's just. Why. You know what's well, going to look the same, right? Booked out. In... No, I told Anna to wait. She's gotta... like, nah. It's nah. so like I can listen to a vinyl record, or I can listen to a. Uh, nah. nah. I want to. Nah. I'll, I'll be interested different. to let you folks know if it was worth the, okay. the wait yeah, and hassle. Definitely. It will be. But how, how, how did you yeah. go with it, Adam? Two of these ones, mate. Absolutely. That's great for a mighty an fine time. Two. <laughs> Yeah, How do we describe I, these? Finger thumb um, circles, not problematic at all. Two OKs? Two white powers. <laughs> that instantly. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Oh, no. I apologise um, to all the audio listeners right now, which is pretty much uh, everyone because you don't do video. It's just Buddy at this oh, point. No. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> buddy and yeah, I, chat out Dylan Blunt. Absolutely, good old Dylan. Absolutely loved it. So I'm keen to, to hear what you think. How'd the runtime go but, for you? It looks like a long one. I didn't mate. feel it at all. I, yeah. That's the I'm best exactly thing to hear. You're going to need yeah. to tell yeah. him when he my can partner, take his wee breaks. My, par- <laughs> <laughs> um, my partner's someone who gets fatigued in longer movies, and she came out of it and was like, I had more in yeah. me. Mm-hmm. That's wow. absolutely. Really? It flies. The pacing of that film is fantastic. It is. It's really, yeah. really good. It's very good. Mm. Okay. I was so excited to share my opinions for Zach to be like, no, a bit shit. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I never ever it. said it was shit. I just said it was a little bit too long. Yeah. Nah, fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always long. pleased to hear a long film where some people can be like, yeah, look, you don't, you don't feel it. Because more often than not, these long films, which we're becoming, yeah. we're seeing more and more yeah. of. Mm. It feels like every week we're being like, yeah, you could chop 15 minutes <laughs> off that one, maybe 30 there. Yeah. Like, is that not something we talk about every fortnight? Very oh, much so. for sure. And it is... is the podcast right. or the film now? 
Yes. Both. We all know how we all um, feel. Thank you. The the reason why I think it's a little bit too long is because I think the payoff at the end for me wasn't I felt a bit shortchanged at the end. I thought it just kinda ended. That's right, when and the bomb blew up, yeah. And it's yeah, well it's hard to sort of exp- I don't, I don't want to say ending. anything. But I thought there was more to tell in that moment. I was like left wanting like I was left wanting some answers. I'm sure there's a biography somewhere you can read, Zach. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. I'll um Yeah, actually the article. <laughs> Um, I I, I liked the ending <laughs> personally. I think that Same. the um the little uh the the way it wraps up the framing device, I guess, of the movie and that recurring yeah. kind of point that they keep yeah. coming back to with the lake. Um, you know, I I don't know. I think that that was the perfect note to end on, and sort of the uh, existential horror of that moment um, was a good point to be like and head back out into the world now after being sitting in the dark for three hours thinking about the end of the yeah. world. Um, yeah. Doesn't it really, it's really affecting. Yeah. Like I, the the credits were rolling and we definitely just sat there yeah. for like a few minutes, just kind of it's like letting the weight of that sink agreed. in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God damn. Bang out, mate. <laughs> Missed the first credits. <laughs> places to be. Solace. <laughs> yeah. You had to wee. She did. <laughs> Good film. Now to grease some palms. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went and had an Italian lunch, mate. Ooh. Don't tell people After what After the do. film. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Is that it? Are we calling it? <laughs> calling time? I think we have to. Oh, that was too Sonic good to talk. Two, which is on the other side of the oh. cinematic equation. Yeah. You watch what? Uh, it was fine. Sonic 2. Oh, Sonic like 2. The, did yeah. Knuckles wake anything up in you, mate? Idris Elba. Ooh, that was already yeah. that was already alive and cooking. But <laughs> Idris yeah, Elba, rather. I don't want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it was fine. Yeah, I think that movie is disappointingly fine. Um, it, it has yeah. all the ingredients to be good, and it's it's fine. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to use that next time. Thanks for that, James. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It That's what I do. It's an apt description of yeah. many things I've encountered. I watched, um, uh, what is it, Memento, because I'm on a Nolan kick at the moment because of Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, what a time. Yeah, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Had a had a very, very good time. Feels like something exactly a year ago. And I've seen it. I think I might have I, even owned it at one point. Is it just be able to Guy Pierce come across as a very amateur actor in that film? Yeah, I mean, I don't rate mm. Guy Pierce broadly. Um, I got yeah, through exactly. his performance because I liked the vibe of the thing. Um, and Carrie Ann Moss is just, oh, outstanding. Now that's when I rewatched it, I was just like, let's just move past this dude. Like, I just couldn't stand him as a, as a character. And it's because he's so inconsistent. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully, he plays it so goofy for half the film and then just turns on a dime. Yeah, I, I get that. What's your favorite Nolan film? This is a roundtable question, by the way. Ooh. For anyone who wants to jump in. I feel... Hmm. I was going to say Inception, but after you watch it a few times, you realise it's not the densest yeah. thing out there. No. It's very fun I, to watch, though. Yeah. Key and I were flicking through movies on Binge last night, and I was kind of giving my own little thoughts on each movie that came up. I'm sure she loved that I did that. <laughs> um, and Inception came up, and I was like, a great movie that I have no interest in ever watching again. Mm-hmm. And I think I stand by that. Dunkirk. It's Dunkirk for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. good call. Good call. That's a good choice. Yep. I think uh, audiovisual mm-hmm. feast. Probably yeah. Oppenheimer um, right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I'd probably say Oppenheimer. I'd say Dark Knight is a close second for me. Yeah. Yep. Very, very Yeah, good. I was going to say fair. Dark Knight. 
I'm going to go with the Prestige. A solid choice. Of course you would. Yeah, Prestige. I haven't seen that since release. But Batman wins. Prestige is good. Absolutely. The only one I wouldn't accept is Tenant, but I need to watch that again. Tenet, um, I haven't seen it. Tenet is good, but I think it, it tries too hard to to be smart, and I think yeah. it comes gone away with a little happily, bit less of that. Yeah. Happily chopping air out of that motherfucker. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. The other one, it would be Insomnia with Robin Williams. Uh, that's next on my watch. I'm very excited. I haven't seen it before. I think it's a yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's a when I watch it, it doesn't look like anything else Nolan's made. Like it doesn't look like a Nolan. He film. didn't write it. That might have contributed to the direction that it went in. It's the only film he's ever directed that he didn't write himself. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. All right, are we calling it there? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So wrap on Nolan chat, maybe. End it on Nolan. End it on Nolan. Thank Come you for listening week. to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.well-play.com.au. Check out the podcast. Give it a review. Like our bloody YouTube channel. We need to get a thousand subs, please. And there'll be reviews up on the channel too. So feast. How, how would they find the YouTube channel, Zach? What is it? Go to the website. It's in the top right. Go to YouTube. And I don't know what the link is. It's like YouTube, maybe well played underscore AU, I think. That sounds right. It is, yeah. Yeah. You know who's been uh, spruiking that when they host? You have. I oh. have. Yeah. Oh. Get, get new yourselves, mate. Get new yourselves. <laughs> we went backwards, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people remembered we existed. <laughs> to be fair, we went backwards and then went forwards again. So oh, good job. Right, it's all me. Balances yeah. that out. Yeah. Uh, thank you, and yeah, see you next time. Bye, guys. Well, goodbye. Bye now.